welcome to the Terminal Velocity Comic Book Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. And I'm Andrew. And each week we get together to tackle a comic book storyline from past or present and share our thoughts, opinions, and reviews of that book. Uh, this is a very special issue for us. This is the namesake anniversary issue. Um, in this week's episode, we're actually going to be tackling the Flash's Terminal Velocity storyline. Um, as I say, this is the one that kind of spurred the name that we came up with uh, for the podcast. So I've been looking forward to getting back to this book because it it, it, it held uh, such uh, importance for me. So I'm curious to see what you thought about it. Uh, I'm really excited to get into this one. Um, yeah. I, well, it definitely warranted the invention of a new word for the title. <laughs> it definitely did. Yes, namesake anniversary. I think I think we can uh, we can send our contribution to Webster's right now to see if we can get it in for this year. <laughs> um, as usual, when we get to the end of doing the book, we'll provide our review and our rating of everything, and then we'll move on to our pick of the week. Uh, but without further ado, I'd love to get into The Flash's Terminal Velocity. So this was actually published in 1994. Originally, this is during Mark Wade's seminal run uh, on The Flash. Um, and this is an important book for a couple different reasons. Wally One, West is The Flash. Yes. The most important is that Wally West is still The Flash during this point in time. Um, Barry Allen has not yet returned from the grave in all of this. And this is actually the birth of the Speed Force. Yes. Um, or at least the naming of the Speed Force. So um, I'm trying to decide if we want to go kind of blow by blow on this one or if we should just do a quick synopsis um, on it. I'm thinking that it's, you know, I mean, it's a very straightforward story when you really look at it. It's like, yeah. you know, heroes uh, discover a major plot. Uh, and often in the flash, it's like uh, something with the future and time travel is involved. Mm -hmm. um, something strange is happening to Wally, all while he's having to deal with the cult of Cobra. And, you know, you know, uh, tr through trials and tribulations, they they find a way to save the day. Uh, yep. So it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty basic superhero story. But like you said, this is the the, the storyline that gave birth to the at least um the Wally spiritual connection to the, the speed force. Yes. And, think, uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think this is actually what actually, um, gets Wally solidified as the fastest and the most important flash, um, yes. in both all of history, as far as I'm concerned, but as well as like in the actual mythos of the flash, like this is, this is why Wally is the one true flash. Um, it also was, a scene in the storyline that actually kind of establishes for for the uh, for the reader and everything is that about you know Linda being his lightning rod mm -hmm. and it's funny was funny reading this story within context to like Wally now because he's basically like without her I, I would have no point to exist and all this stuff and I'm yeah. like oh and it's like as long as as he's in her heart he can, he'll always come back and I'm like oh that's why he's gone yeah, it's a it's a stark <laughs> contrast to the character we've got now, and yeah. it makes me all the sadder to be reading the current storylines and to think about what they've actually done to the character um, to read a story like this. This is also the really I, I would say the the true introduction to Bartholomew uh, to Bart Allen, otherwise known as Impulse. We're getting a good dose of him now. Uh, pretty much the similar-esque character uh, in Young Justice. Um, but he 
grows up a lot in this storyline. So this is a this was a six issue storyline, and back then this was still running monthly. Yes. So this would have been the better half of a year taken up by the storyline because it's actually kicked off at the very end of Zero Hour, I think it was. Um, yes, it was because uh, pretty much the Zero issue took place just before the storyline. Um, right. And yeah, um, it's funny how it's like almost like I plan these storylines um, to to coincide. But <laughs> yeah, no, um, I I figured with uh you know with our namesake and you know we we've reached a milestone in terms of of listeners, which was great. Um, I thought this was the right time to talk about this story, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it it really does kind of tie. Not directly tie in, but ties into the status of the Flash right now. Uh, you know, like you said, with Bart reemerging, uh, and that's still not fully resolved yet in the current titles. No. Um, the fate of Wally West is not fully established or decided yet. But I have a wild card guess about Heroes in Crisis, where like Linda's, it's going to end up with Linda remembering him. I hope so. I hope but, they bring the one true Wally back because I'm just desperate to have my flashback that that's really what this this all came down to so like andrew said from the get-go the the basic premise of this storyline is uh the flash uncovers a plot by cobra in his city uh in all of his racing back through time through the zero hour um issue a zero issue i should say in the zero hour kind of um crisis uh he's had a glimpse of what happens in his future and Mm -hmm. he sees linda die um and he knows that as he's running faster he starts to get a, a stronger connection to whatever it is that that powers his speed and he's getting pulled into it so he knows he's not going to be there to save her um so well, it's all about is, him this is like what's missing sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there that's okay uh, it's it's like this is what's missing from flash in like it's ongoing storyline now mm-hmm. at least my understanding and and what i liked about flash was is about legacies and mantles and and family and like the flash now is just about Barry whining about things. But that's so it's because like, it was Wally. Wally is the family guy, not yeah, Barry. Barry I, was always the single that. runner. So and, it, it's a weird thing. And that's why <laughs> Barry's whole thing, like that's why the whole flash war really comes to a head is because Barry, it, it's not, he wasn't, he was not the family guy and he's never been the one to really have. Um, I know he had Wally as, as the kid flash, as his, well, his, as his mentee, him, but right? it was, it's never been his, his strong suit of guiding somebody else. And even Wally in this one has some serious growing pains when he tries to, to mentor um, Impulse and get him to smarten up and kind of get on track. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, you're, you're right. I mean, the, that's what I loved about this issue was it, it ties into Wally doesn't run alone. Um Wally has always had his supporting cast as um, really his backbone. Uh, the whole thing with Linda is obviously the strongest thing because time and time again, um, no pun intended, when the Flash vanishes, it's always Linda that pulls him back to where he needs to be. And that's always been, like you said, his lightning rod in much the same way Barry had Iris. Um, Linda has always been has always been Wally's. But it's also been his his like Jay, uh, who's basically like his grandfather. You had the introduction in this one of Max Mercury, and I loved Max, the Zen master um, of the Speed Force showing up in this one. And you get all of his backstory. Um, 
like all of these characters you take on Pied Piper, you know, the reformed Pied Piper there as part of the team. Right. And it just made, it just occurred to me. Well, I, I've thought about this before, but it's coming back to me now is like the reason that people enjoyed the Flash TV show is basically all the traits they stole from Wally. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's his freewheeling spirit, his love of running. Um you know, his sheer joy in having all of these powers. And also, like, when I was reading this, it, it occurred to me, I think Wally has technically been, uh, and maybe along with Dick Grayson, been the heroes that have actually been a hero the longest out of everybody. Because they started as actual kids. And yeah, yeah. Like, grew up into the adults that they actually are. In the comics. But then, you know, they're stripped of years of their lives with all these resets and and adjustments to continuity. But you're right. They see in a lot of ways, Wally West and and Dick Grayson both surpassed their their mentors. Right. And Mm -hmm. I for I guess for whatever reason, DC can't have can't have that. Not. You're right. You know, I I think they're the only two heroes that actually took over the mantles. uh, Initially, anyways, I think they've now had other characters do kind of short stunt short stint uh takeovers but like in terms of actual takeovers yeah mm-hmm. i mean dick grayson's been batman twice at least mm-hmm. uh and justifiably so and like some of the if there was ever a time they were gonna leave bruce wayne off the off the off the table like dick grayson was the guy right yeah oh yeah those and, were um, fantastic batman and I, and I love that that morrison run with quietly um <laughs> stellar <laughs> absolutely stellar which we may get to one day yes we'll, uh, we'll get to but the flash like for me you know and a big part of it is because wally was the flash you know essentially my entire life like for my mm-hmm. comics career right and uh so the biggest establishment for me is like in crisis when he's he's the sidekick having having to take over yeah you know and and you know very he's all right and like they've made him more like wally to like make him better but he uh he was only relevant because of his sacrifice yes and like that's gone now like it doesn't even feel like it doesn't even feel like the same character yeah that's true so like you know i love the flash and i'm I'm trying hard to stick with it uh but like it doesn't have the same resonance that this flash had it, and, it doesn't and or it doesn't, the sense of growth like even like the current storyline where he's trying to uh you know that force quest or whatever mm-hmm. i didn't feel like he learned anything i don't think he did and that's <laughs> what i was just about to say even in these six issues you felt like wally actually learned something and i mean as as slow as this flash story really was over the six issues you still had the sense of of speed and urgency through the entire storyline so it didn't actually the parts where it slowed down was really to catch you up on everything that was actually happening and to give you more of a background into wally wanting to set up his own legacy in in um in the book and i think you're right i think that's that's really what's missing in the current title is a not only just Wally's missing because he's he's so much more fun to be writing because of his sheer joy and everything, but because he does actually have character growth. Yeah, he has the moments of I should really be telling my family and my friends all about what's actually happening here, um, and then he doesn't do it, and then 
he learns the lesson of, no, I need to be more open with him. And then he opens up to them. And then lo and behold, they're all able to pull together and actually save the day. Well, um, you know, like there was one part, like I'm like, you know, Wally's no saint. And like, he kind of, he kind of used Jesse quick. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, Oh, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah. That's totally a prick. So for totally the, for the readers who haven't read this, so he's been trying to, he basically, Wally foresees a future where he ceases to exist. Uh, he reaches like, ter- well, essentially terminal velocity and is pulled into what we now know as the speed force. And so he thinks that uh, he's got to train Bart Allen to kind of be the replacement Flash. The irony is that he, that Bart Allen eventually did fill that role for a little while. Um, but he's 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 impatient and he's kind of immature because he grew up in virtual reality. Um, so he basically uses Jesse Quick and names her as his successor as the new Flash. Um Loved her costume, but I was like, oh, damn, that sucks <laughs> Like for her. It's, it's a great costume because it's so, so similar to Wally's. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice little you know, update, you know? Like, it and, is. And I like the Jesse Quick character, so it was it was fun to see that um, that happen uh, until, like, you know, you find out it's just to, to basically encourage Bart to step it up, basically. <laughs> Yeah, it was totally a it was a total shithead thing to do. And I remember reading it the first time and getting to that part and being like, oh, what a dick. And then reading it again this time. And I was like, wow, he is such a dick to do that. Yeah. And she's like, she's she's still the vastly better hero than Bart Allen. Like, oh, yeah. She sacrificed nearly sacrificed her leg to save Wally and Mm -hmm. Linda. So like her leg was nearly severed and like. Yeah, yeah, no, it totally makes sense. One so, of the things that I thought was really funny was uh, you've got Jesse Quick and then her dad who used their mathematical formula to tie into the speed and can run really fast because of that. But when because Max, comics. Re- yeah, because comics. Um, but when Max is talking about like this spiritual connection to the to this speed force and and the thing that pulls all runners along, and he starts making fun of it. Yeah, Johnny like, thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Johnny's <laughs> thinking it's the dumbest thing. And I'm like, dude, you're just quoting math <laughs> to start running. Who are you? Like, would you really be commenting on this? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that part too. Um I I enjoy seeing Max Mercury pop up too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess like as all things come to an end, this era did did come to an end. It also occurs to me that Barry couldn't have come back had this story not taken place, at least not the way he it's explained with him coming back. Mm-hmm. And essentially, Wally does fulfill that that vision where he is pulled into the the speed force, and you know, but what he didn't know is that he was going to come back infinitely more powerful and faster, and a better have a, a deeper understanding of the speed force as he goes along. Um, I think this is also where we get into like he, you know, he creates his costume out of out of Speed Force energy. He, mm-hmm. he can. I think this is also where it kind of establishes his ability to to leech speed from other runners. Yes. Um, and also again sets up, you know, Barry to come back in the way that you know the runners all end up in the Speed Force, which yes. wasn't a, an established concept before this. No. Um, well, he can. He, yeah, it, it lays the groundwork for whole new abilities coming out. He doesn't just leech speed; he can actually pass it on. 
um, because that's how he ends up healing Jesse quick at one no, point. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. And everything. Yeah. So he's he's able to pull speed or grant it and like play with it in that regard. Like it it changes the the whole dynamic of of the Flash's power set. This whole storyline. Mark Wade's run on the Flash is absolutely the best run of the Flash, I would say, and probably ever with just the foundational work of laying out the, the speed force and um like that that's really what just kicks it off he lays out the the speed force he's got the hyper i think that he even invented the hyper time concept he did uh, well i think he and and augustine did a lot it was a lot of it was co-written mm-hmm. this particular story though was was mark wade alone yeah um yeah no like definitely agree with that uh it's it, it's kind of hard to go back to it because like it really makes the new stuff harder to to get into it does but it it ages really well this isn't outside of the art looking it was obviously a different time so you've got a very different style and la roca has his style has kind of like waxed and waned mm-hmm. <laughs> over the years i much prefer the style that we got here to some of the stuff i see these days um but I thought that this this actually aged really, really well, well in the same of, way that, you know, a death in the family was was really, really good. I was just going to say I that was really yeah. comfortable reading this again. I thought this was this lived up to all of my memories. It's kind of a timeless story as well. Like it didn't there's there's uh, there's no writing convention in it that makes it feel so dated that you can't go back to it. And yeah, like death in the family, it, it you know, it it just it just works. And so, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this storyline. I, I, it was fun to go back to this kind of time in the Flash's history. And, uh, yeah, man, I want Wally back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. Or even um, Mike Weiringo's covers. Like mm-hmm. He did some fantastic covers for, for the Flash book. I think um, so. So these are, if you're a big Wear and Go fan, you're not going to be disappointed in looking back at some of the, the covers. Unfortunately, he didn't do any interiors on this, but he did uh, most of the covers for it, and they are absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about this. This is just, like, I could just gush for a long time about how much I loved reading this and how uh, the concept of Terminal Velocity, I love the little gauge on all of the covers that tells you what part of the storyline you're in going from one to six <laughs> yeah. the whole time. And it really does. The one mechanic that I actually love is that it actually, the story does rev as you get closer and closer. It mm-hmm. starts off slow and it really does start to pick up the, the further into it you get. So once you get to issue like four or five, you start to hit the red line and then five, you're in the red line, you're in the red zone. And then six, you're fully there because you're at the conclusion, but it's, it really picks up as you go through there. So this um, storyline, if you adapted it for a movie, would be epic. Oh, this would be stellar. Like, just imagine, and that just when you think he's ripping apart, and then he has his triumphant return, and he's more powerful. Like, yeah, this this was so well scripted and and laid out. Like, it was plotted very well. Uh, and you're right, it does. It builds up, and the intensity of what's happening builds up to the big reveal of the Speed Force. Um, I also like the little reveal like of Max Mercury's like former like life basically, where he's yes. telling like a legend that, <laughs> that some people think is a myth, including the people he's talking to, and it, it ends up being his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love that, that him cool. bouncing all through time every time he tried to get closer to the Speed Force. 
mm-hmm. and it just makes him all the wiser. I thought that was fantastic. Um, what did you think of the, I would say, throwaway cameos of some of the supporting, like, you know, the Justice when, League? Yeah, <laughs> when when Cobra shows up and they start to attack, like, let's say Washington, <laughs> and we've got Steel in there for really no good reason, and Superman's there, and well, I yeah. will say, I'll put it this way: it, Did it add to the story? Not really. Did it remind me of a time and costumes that I really, really love? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, Bruce and Tim being the the dynamic duo is like the perfect like next to the the original. I'm always a Dick Grayson guy, but like in terms of a modern Batman, I miss Tim Drake being Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like I again yellow oval bat costume with all black is pretty cool i i I miss that um not so much the superman mullet that that could stay stay (laughs) in the 90s although i did like it for the time uh and then steel like steel in that iteration of his costume is awesome i I, i've i've always been a fan um you know when they say that there's not enough diversity in comics and strong characters i'm like you've got so many just sitting on on deck and they're not utilized right yeah like you get the right writer on steel, you've got you've got Iron Man, but you've got an Iron Man who's also uh, got a strong backstory and can appeal to you know different culture. So yeah, um, yeah, I, mean, I I I enjoyed seeing them, and I think that's what they were really there for. I was just kind of hey, the Justice League's here, you know. <laughs> yeah, just to give you an idea, it's not just this isn't just happening in Keystone. This is <laughs> this is actually happening everywhere. Now it's fun to see that you know the Cobra cult because you know in, in the current comics the uh, the cults are <laughs> the the cults are all being destroyed because of this uh, uh, event Leviathan or whatever they want to call it. So um, this was the how Cobra used to look. <laughs> yeah, down right down to having weird magical snakes that would turn into staffs and things. <laughs> Somehow I I, I I could be wrong on this one, but. I, I doubt that they had any influence from Hydra at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more of the G.I. joke. <laughs> Cobra. Cobra. At the time. <laughs> you need the, the faceless Cobra commander. Yeah, I was thinking more Cobra commander and uh, the 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 G.I. Joe movie where <laughs> he turns in and he's got like he turns into a snake and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> Is that what happened? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's incredible. You should check it out. It's actually a pretty good oh, movie. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say about this. I've got a huge, huge smile on my face. I'm looking at all the covers right now uh, on Comixology for it. And uh, I love this book. I absolutely love it. It is exactly why we named the podcast Terminal Velocity. Mm-hmm. Um, we're two Flash guys, and it was very fitting that we we read this book. So uh, I'm I'm really happy. I'm I've got like I say, I've got a smile on my face from this one. It makes me want to throw some more Wally West stories into the pipeline. Um, but I do have the Walter West storyline coming up in our schedule, so uh, okay. look out for that because uh, I think that one's a little fun too. Um, forward to it yeah i can't, uh, I can't say I, I remember that one so i'll look uh, i look forward to that one it's funny it's um if you remember in justice league how flash was there and then suddenly there was that red and silver looking flash and like they had this like one page thing where uh it's like 
everyone notices the Flash is different, but he's not saying he's Wally or anything. And and so Flash and Superman run off over off away from the team, and he's like, they have a little little huddle, and they come back, and Superman's like, I vouch for him. <laughs> it's just like to explain how there's suddenly a different Flash. Like, <laughs> But Justice League New World New World Order is funny because it happened at such a transitional time for a lot of the D, the the Justice League characters. Right. Because the book launched and it's got the core guys, and then suddenly it's like Superman's Electric Superman, and yeah, uh, I think that I think that's uh, something went on with Batman too at that point. Wally was uh, well, I won't get into it, but the the Walter West storyline happens. Like, yeah, and, oh yeah, and Wonder Woman died, and Hippolyta was on the team. Like, it was cra- a crazy. Yes. Time. And. Oh, we we should slot that in, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to. Uh, no. Well, but back to the topic on hand. Uh, Flash, Terminal Velocity. Yeah, it was a solid book. It's has it's aged very well. Uh, it 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 really showcases everything that I love about Wally West, even mm-hmm. down to his character flaws. Um, you you can see why people found Impulse annoying, uh, but it also adds to the growth of the character, which seems to have been scaled back to non-existent. <laughs> Well, I was going to say that because he's got a good, he's got an arc in here where he's got some serious growth and then he gets his own title and all of this growth vanishes. Oh, really? Because all of his, he basically is, the way that you see him in every other representation is what he was like in that book too. Um, So it all kind of dials back. So it is what it is. I'm not a huge, huge impulse guy. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, I do find him more annoying than than uh, uh, anything else, but it is what it is. I enjoyed his arc from being bratty kid to kid Flash to taking on the mantle uh, and then sacrificing himself like against the rogues. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, sorry to go back to what I was saying. Yeah, this is the showcase, like an era the time everything that i love about the flash it establishes the, the speed force in a way that hadn't really been established yet um it even has nods to like you know it it, it says you know barry was important but he wasn't the be all end all which mm-hmm. which i liked it's because it, it was showing wally's growth as a character and surpassing his mentor um yeah i i would give this i would give this a solid five out of five so would I. I was just going to ask for your rating, but I would also give it a five out of five. This is a, this was a solid book, solid art, solid story. I don't think anybody would be disappointed reading this. I'm so Especially glad it held a up. Flash fan. I'm so happy it did too. Um, I mean, there's no way it, it couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there we go. That was uh, the Flash Terminal Velocity storyline. Uh, that was Both. issues, uh, Flash Volume 2 issues, 95 through to 100. Yes, that's right. Okay, so let's move on to our pick of the week uh, section. This would be uh, books that came out. So I lost my calendar there. Uh, see if you remember it before I do. This was books that came out on the th- April 3rd. 3rd. April 3rd, yeah. Um. So this was a bit of a light week. I, I only read about uh, maybe six books, six yeah. to seven books, um, that being War of the Realms, uh, War of the Realms number one. Um, where's my other one here? Again, I just lost it. Um, 
War of the Realms, Justice League number 21. Uh, I also checked out Greenland, the Green Lantern number six, Young Justice number four, Conan the Barbarian number five. I skimmed through Uncanny X-Men because you told me about something that happened in it that I had to check out. Which I, I will be speaking about. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I did check out, um, again, skimming through it because I felt like I would need to. Um, and then I instantly regretted it. Major X number one. <laughs> um Th- those were kind of my books from the week. Did you do you want to tell us what you read and then we can yeah, maybe talk so about? I, I read about five books. Uh, I was I bought because I subscribed to Amazing Spider-Man the I think it's like number eighteen dash hu or dot yeah. hu and I, I I just couldn't bring myself to read it. Like I, I got burned by those titles that title before. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. I, I I tried. I opened it up. I looked at it and I was like, no. Uh, I closed it, so it's omitted from my 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 list. So I, I read <laughs> I read five books this week. Um, Uncanny X Men number fifteen, or oh, was it fifteen? I don't think yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fifteen. Oh, was it fifteen? Yeah. So yeah. Uncanny X Men number fifteen, solid pick of the week. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> this book actually, this issue actually made me drop the series. Uh, finally. Um. I, I couldn't. Was I couldn't it the inclusion get... of Dark Beast being such a heavy character in it, or was it the fact that he got that um, Cyclops is literally turned into a Cyclops now? Yeah. Um, well, Dark Beast, that whole thing's been that's kind of been happening for a couple issues now, so I, I've come to terms with that. But this was the this is the final straw. Like, like they 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 have hope. Summers like basically. Um, shoot out Cyclops's left eye or something, right eye. And he's now a literal Cyclops. And I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> too much. It's no, too like, much. like I, this, this is really like, like I'll, I'll go to doom patrol if I want to like, look at my super freaks. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's so on the nose too, too cliche, too goofy. To have Cyclops be, you know, lose an eye and then be an actual Cyclops. And I know it's comics. They're going to give him a replacement eye or something will regrow it or some nonsense. But they're going to go through this time where he's got the one eye and it's going to cause trouble for his powers. Because Dark Beast has said if he uses his powers, it, it might rip his, like, blow his head off. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. They had like I hung on as long as I could. Uh, I had such and, high hopes for a relaunch of Uncanny X Men, and I've uh, been disappointed. I think that we're going, we're heading to another relaunch already, anyways, because the Hicks, Hickman's X Men uh, miniseries are coming. I cannot uh, wait for those. And it looks like it actually respects the history. So, um, yeah. Um, Sorry, fuck this. Is, <laughs> I'm not even trying to swear. It, it, it just made me so upset. I dropped it immediately. I went signed on to Comicsology and deleted it. Oh man. Um, and I really wanted to enjoy an X book, which is funny because this year has been a real turnaround for me for Marvel books. Uh, the one book I was super excited about here was, was Uncanny, and it just flopped. You know, but then Daredevil's rocking it. Fantastic Four, despite being Dan Slott, it's actually getting better, and I, I quite enjoy the last issue that uh, from last week. Um, 
I might wait till it's all collected because I'm not going to lie. I have a hard time. I, I gave it a good shot. I gave it like five issues. You didn't give something. it long enough, believe me. Like I, I think there was some turbulence going on behind the scenes, but this Doom story, it's working. Okay, I'll check it out. And it's got minimal dosage of the kids, which is great for me. Like, <laughs> well, that, that's good and bad because it, they're yeah. clearly not utilizing the characters. Which they're is, they're uh-huh. they're building up to something with them. Um, there's something brewing with those characters. Uh, but they didn't feature. They they they're there, but they don't feature heavily into the the goings on of the current like storyline. It was really about the four, the you know, the classic four. Uh, in a in a, a story with Doom and Galactus, and it's actually quite good. Um, and I'm surprised by that because the, but I'm enjoying it. The art is solid, and I'm totally talking about a book from last week. So I'm gonna go back to the topic on hand. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna skip to. I read I read Justice League, Young Justice. I read Greenland, the Green Lantern. I read Red War of the Realms. Um, Justice League. I'm a little disappointed with the reveal. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, and, and I don't mean to, to poo-poo it in case it's your uh, your pick, because it, it didn't fall at the bottom for me, but it uh, mm-hmm. I was a tad bit disappointment disappointed. It was, I mean, the art continues to be just oh, it's amazing, absolutely f- gorgeous. It's just a gorgeous book to be reading. Um, I'm also a little bit disappointed in how that they're, I mean, they reveal the twist right on the cover. Um, I know, and that's why they 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 they, they were gonna change the cover apparently uh, to something else, have. and they because they had already ruined it, and they oh well. <laughs> yeah, so it's I mean it ruins it right there, but um, like you, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in how it was revealed. I'm still enjoying the story and really want to see. Oh yeah, no, I'm I not. Mean, I love I love the whole Mixipitlik being enormous and unimagining things, and a pencil kind of undrawing. Uh, reality around it. I thought that was like an absolutely yeah. brilliant page. Um, so I'm I'm still enjoying the story. It was not my pick of the week, but it was it was. I mean, Justice League is still a good. Now that we're past Drowned Earth and everything like that, this storyline is um really really enjoying it. But it yes. wasn't my pick. Okay. Um, I will say Young Justice number four. Just a quick blurb. Great to see the team kind of reunited with Connor finally. Mm-hmm. Um. I still don't know where the book is going yet, but uh, it, it was all right. The Green Lantern, it's, it's actually become one of my uh, look look forward to books. It's, I found it to be very solid this week. Um, but I have to give number one to War of the Realms. <laughs> I have I, uh, to agree with you. I, I loved this book, this issue. It was, this was the one, it was the first book I read. Um and be, intentionally, I went into it thinking, okay, this is either going to be a train wreck or it's going to be a pick of the week. And I read it and I got to the final page and I was like, shit, everything else is going to have a hard time topping this because there were so many good <laughs> moments in it. Um, it was just the art was fantastic. Dotterman is absolutely a fantastic artist. and I want him on more books. Um He's been doing Thor and that for a very long time, and I think his his Frost Giants are fantastic. He draws a great Thor. Um, it's just everything that you run into, all of all of the different creatures from all the different realms. This is just a huge payoff if you've been reading any of the Jason Aaron Thor book. Um, and that, yeah, this was this was a hell of a good fun read. This was comics. This was comics I, yeah, being like, comics, and it's it's it felt like a a, a genuine event. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I have to say, I'm, I love the, I loved how this guy draws Thor, uh, and I really, I mean, is Loki very much as Tom Hiddleston there? But yeah, uh, I, I, I've really come to like this new Thor design, right down to the golden arm. Like I thought that I initially I didn't like love it, but I've actually come to really enjoy the design. I love seeing Thor with like 15 hammers <laughs> just <laughs> hanging all over him. It's kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. But but without Mjolnir, I'm like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's what he thought. would do. He would have a whole shitload of, of hammers. I won't lie to you. I did shit bricks a little bit when I opened the book um, and I saw it was like a hundred and something pages uh, oh. on Comixology, the director's cut. Yeah. I was, oh my, I, I had a small panic and then I looked through and I was like, okay, no, it's a regular like 30 page kind of number one and everything else is additional details. Uh, but, I appreciated, uh, I appreciated that the first, like it also had a, a recap of who's who, uh, like, like yes. classic nineties comics. Do you remember when the Marvel had that little fold out page and it had like the little yep. mini bio? That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it starts off with like a Game of Thrones uh, type scene where like the the dark elves come and they like shank Odin, uh, which is a pretty big moment where you know we we assume he's dead. I don't know if he's truly dead. Yeah, we have uh, no Because they just show him being shanked, and then you know you hear Malaketh the dark elf say he's dead. But um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed. I really really enjoyed this. Um, I thought it was fun to see Spider Man like. He's like going on about how he's having a that. great day, and he's like, "But you know what? <laughs> Something's got to go bad. <laughs> Three, two, one, something's gonna happen." And there, <laughs> there he, we go. he stumbles upon Freya <laughs> being attacked by a bunch of uh, MCU dark elves because that's what they kind of look like to me now. Yeah. Um, and I, I just I like, like I just like the little quips. Like I, I I liked Wolverine just being like, "Fuck." Yeah. You know, just like I, I really don't have time for this. I <laughs> I really enjoyed <laughs> the Punisher's just like. <laughs> there's something about the way that, that they're writing Punisher these days where he's literally like he's just like he's totally insane yes right so I, I and I'm enjoying it <laughs> I, I never I used really to like, like it. I never used to like Punisher in the Marvel Universe because it to me it felt like there's no stakes like he's not going to kill any of the real big wigs you know but I, uh, I was going to say I think my favorite moment in the book where I knew for sure this would be this would be it was getting close to being the Frank Castle moment where he's just in there. But it was actually when Malekith is monologuing and then oh, Captain America's like shield page. just slams him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally about to bring up that page. <laughs> that was when face. I was like, yes, <laughs> this is it. You Avengers... want these hands, Malekith, believe me, you're going to get them. Yeah. Avengers assemble. like fuck, And then everyone's like storming. It's. It was fantastic. I love. Uh, I love Spider Man's like New York's for, is for lovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's the you know the 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 interesting Loki moment, and I don't know how genuine it is. They try to play it off as genuine, but mm-hmm. it, he like basically sacrifices himself and I mean, allows himself to be devoured by his frost his, giant father. Yeah, he's died so many times that you have. It, that that is one thing like his death has no weight to it in the book because you're like well he may be dead I don't know it doesn't it doesn't feel like he will be it's <laughs> like, too early for that to be genuine but well no and he's died I think he's died like four times already in the last like <laughs> six months or something and uh, for all we know that's a construct so yeah we don't even know but um 
such yeah, a Yeah, good... I really I really enjoyed that. I loved the Punisher just diving into the like out of a window to start killing. <laughs> um I had I did, concern. Uh, I did have a heart attack when I saw like all the tie-in books and it's like act one and it's like all these other titles and i'm like oh no <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i had a real panic when there was the huge countdown to war of the realms when it was like this huge 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 event was going to be coming out and i had so many worries that oh am i i'm not going to be reading the tie-ins i'm going to read the core title definitely uh, not going to be reading the unbeatable squirrel girl like i just i can't no. do that but some of the books i already i already subscribed to like venom um i want yeah, the ones that I would already be reading, uh, um, I, I will, but I won't be picking up any of the supplemental ones that are like the tangential tie-ins. I'm yeah, just like going to read the core Mystery, titles. Punisher, like there's a bunch of these tie-in yeah. minis that I just, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. My wallet can't can't support it right now. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, yes, this was this was a hell of a good book. This was a lot of fun. And like I said, I picked it up thinking this is going to go one of two, we, two ways, and I was so happy. Um it went the way that it did and it was so much fun to read. This was this was classic Marvel comics being Marvel having fun with a gigantic event. Well, what's what's pretty awesome about it is th- this feels like it's going to be I mean, that's only issue 1, so I might be overspeaking, but this has the feel of a of a story that's going to go down as a classic. Um it just it just feels like that, you know, those classic epic crossovers like you know mm-hmm. something like in uh, infinity wars and uh sorry uh not infinity wars uh, infinity gauntlet and 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 secret wars like that kind of a level of a story so i hope it, it holds up to that because uh, it's pretty cool you know like it this issue leaves thor in a in a tough uh position uh in the the home of the frost giants while the rest of the midgard is basically under siege mm-hmm. so yeah We'll see. If you've been reading Thor, then you know you're probably already going to be reading this book. But if you haven't picked up any Thor, um, I would say you could still pick this up and have a hell of a good time. Yeah, with this I, book. I would agree. This is just yeah. stellar. I'm, I really look forward to the next one on this. I'm I'm glad we're so unanimous five out of five on Terminal Velocity and a unanimous pick of the week for Holy War of the Realms it's, number one. It's a perfect score for our namesake anniversary. <laughs> there we go. We've done the 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 namesake anniversary proud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so anyway, as usual, you can uh, find us on your podcatcher of choice at Terminal Velocity Podcast, uh, comic book podcast, I should say. Um, leave us a rating, comment, uh, review on on your podcaster of choice. It'll help us get picked up in all the different algorithms. Uh, better yet, you you know, uh, pass along. Word of mouth is a great thing to to get people interested. Um, if you want to send us a comment or a question, you can email us at terminalvelocitypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can follow us at Comics Terminal on Twitter and, you know, follow us on the other social media outlets as Terminal Velocity Podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, we, we can't do this without you. Uh, so we appreciate all the support, everyone that's listening, and, uh, you know, we, we hope to keep going with it. Yeah, thank you very much, and we will catch you next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.